Hello, this is Jensen Franklin, and thank you so much for joining us for this week's podcast. Our goal is to provide you with biblically-based teachings that will challenge, inspire, and equip you to live for Jesus. If you haven't already, I'd love for you to go ahead and subscribe today to this podcast so you can get the latest updates from us and you don't ever have to miss a new message. Let's go right into the service, recorded at Free Chapel. I believe it's gonna bless you today. So I wanna talk to you today on this subject. What happens in the unseen world when you fast and when you pray? What happens in the unseen world when you fast and when you pray? I want to first tell you a quick story from the book of Exodus, the 17th chapter, because it has a profound lesson to teach us today about fasting indirectly. It's the story of Moses and the Amalekites, Moses and the children of Israel fighting the Amalekites. And God told him to go up on the mountain and lift his hands toward heaven. He said in Exodus 17 and verse verse 11, lift your hands, Moses. God commanded him to. And as long as he had his hands in a physical posture raised toward heaven in obedience to what God told him to do with a physical command and place a posture, the way what he did with his body, as long as he had his hands raised, the Bible said the Israelites defeated the Amalekites in the battle they were fighting. But when he became fatigued and weary, his hands began to come down. And two men, the high priest Aaron and another man named Hur, ran up under his arms and held his arms up toward heaven because when his arms would go down, the battle would turn and the Amalekites would begin to defeat Israel. As long, catch it now, as long as, as he had physical obedience, he was winning the battle in the unseen world because of his physical obedience. This story is important because it reinforces the fact that physical obedience, listen, brings spiritual release. You can say, well, if God's going to win the battle, he'll just win the battle. But in this story, God said, what you do with your physical body, Moses, determines whether or not this particular battle is going to be won. Because physical obedience brings spiritual release. That's why this story is so important that somehow there is a connection between what we do physically and what happens spiritually. What we do here with our physical bodies makes a difference of what happens in the unseen world. Angels were released into that battle when he raised his hands physically, if his hands started coming down because God told him to do it. And if his hands started coming down, then the angels would withdraw and the enemy would begin to defeat. Hebrews chapter one says that angels are sent out to render services on behalf of those who inherit salvation. It says the angels uh, are, are, of God are spirits that are sent 
as, as flames of fire. It says it in that same chapter later, in that same chapter there, he'll make his ministers flames of fire. His, he, he, he mentions that, that there is breath, there is wind, this wind and fire. That's what angels are like. And he said, I'll release those angels and they will be dispatched into the situation. So get it now. Here's the point. Hands are raised. And as long as Moses obeys what God tells him to do with a physical act, the battle is won because of what he's doing physically with his body. If his hands go down, then he begins to lose the battle. You see, the Bible said, lift up your hands without wrath or doubting. The word wrath means don't get mad about the instruction God's giving you to do something physically. Do it without wrath and then do it without doubting. Doubting means don't question what good does it do. Don't question when God tells you to do something physically. If he said, lift your hands, don't stand there arguing with God saying, I don't have to do that. No, the truth is physical obedience brings spiritual release every time. In the modern church, we have reduced everything down to feelings and intellect and not to any physical actions. I feel like I'm humble, so I never have to get on my knees and bow before the Lord. I feel like I love the Lord and I worship him on the inside and I don't have to clap my hands. I don't have to raise my hands. I don't have to stand to my feet and worship God physically with my body. God knows my heart. I feel faith, so I don't have to risk anything. I have faith in my heart. Everything gets reduced down in the modern day church to internal stuff and there is no outward manifestation. But if you tell your wife or your husband, I love you on the inside, but you never show it on the outside, they're going to question you. And God says, sometimes I demand of my people a physical act of obedience before I release spiritual reward. And fasting is one of those acts of obedience. There are times when God requires of all of us a physical action. A physical action. Why? Because there's a connection between the physical action here and the spiritual power that is released there. Moses with his hands up, as long as his hands are up, Israel wins. Physical obedience releases spiritual power, favor, help, protection, healing, miracles, blessing. I want you to understand that it's foolish to worship angels. No doubt about it. We don't, we don't go around in, you know, amazed and looking for weird angels. It's foolish to worship angels. The Bible's clear on that, but it's equally foolish to ignore them. They're in this book, therefore they are real. And when you begin to fast and pray, you release God's supernatural power and forces of heaven. I'm going to show you this right out of the Bible in just a moment. I want you, I want you to think with me for just a moment. Some people always worried 
you know, I, I hear this little saying, higher levels, higher devils. And that's a good saying, and I get it, you know, that the higher you go up in God, the more the devil fights you. But it's almost, that's, that statement almost glorifies the devil to me. Higher levels, higher devils. It almost says, I don't want to get, ooh, I don't want to go too high because then the devil will know who I am and really attack me. Let, let me help you with that. He already knows who you are. <laughs> and who is protected more on a battlefield? A private, a new enlisted soldier, or a five-star general? Who has more soldiers around him protecting him, the private or the general? The truth is, listen to this, higher level, higher angelic protection, higher angelic participation in the assignment God has given you. The greater God trusts you with greater assignments, the greater he's like Elisha when, he, when his servant went out and said, oh my God, the Assyrians are surrounding us. What are we going to do, prophet? He said, just relax. Lord, open his eyes. And he looked out and, and when he looked again, he saw chariots of horses and fire surrounding them because the higher the call on your life and assignment, the higher the divine protection of God around you and your family. Don't be afraid to dream big, to ask big, to believe get big. I'm not going to back down because I'm scared the devil will fight me more if we keep doing more. We've just begun and we're going to higher levels and we're going to have more angelic protection. Clap your hands and praise God if you believe it. Mm. This story in Daniel chapter 10 shows us how fasting and prayer affects the unseen spirit world. You've got to see this. Daniel chapter 10, I'll begin reading with verse, with verse 2. In those days, I, Daniel, was mourning three full weeks. I ate no pleasant bread, no meat, no wine came in my mouth. Nor did I anoint myself at all till three whole weeks were fulfilled. Verse 10, suddenly, while I was fasting, while I was eating vegetables, while I was seeking God, while I was praying, I made a vow, I told God, and if you read Daniel chapter one, he goes into detail of what he ate. He said, I ate vegetables and water and I abstain from pleasant food. He said, while I was in this three-week time, an angel came, verse 10, suddenly a hand touched me that made me tremble on my knees and on the palm of my hands. And he said, everybody say these next words, Oh, Daniel, Man greatly beloved. Understand the words I speak to you. This is an angel talking to him. And notice he said, I come and this is how God feels about you. Oh, Daniel, man greatly beloved. Understand the words I speak to you. Stand upright for I have been sent to you. While he was speaking the word to me, I started to tremble. Verse three, he said, I ate no pleasant bread. Listen carefully. 
The word pleasant there is desirable. I ate no pleasant or desirable bread. In other words, my translation of that is I became a vegetarian. He said, I ate no desirable, no pleasant food. Now watch this. Oh, what's interesting is when when Daniel 11 said, or Daniel 10 and verse 11 says, Oh, Daniel, man, greatly beloved. The word greatly beloved is the same word described desirable. Oh, Daniel, greatly desired. I ate no desirable bread. God's response was, Oh, Daniel, you are greatly desired by me. I ate no desirable food. I became a man greatly desired by God during this 21 days. There's a difference, folks, between God's love and God's favor. God's love is 100% full on seven days a week, 24 hours a day. There's nothing you can do that can make him love you more. There's nothing you can do that can make him love you less. You don't earn it. You can never deserve it. His love is full. His love is free. And God loves you. There is a difference between God's love and God's favor. Favor is different because it is initially given to us as a gift. And its increase in our life is dependent upon our stewardship of what we do to gain God's favor. The love of God is, it, it, it is absolutely full and free. It's perfect love and it's full and it's yours. But the favor of God does not come in its fullness on your life until you do certain things that gets God's attention. You can't buy God's favor, but you do not get more of God's favor without sacrifice. The increase of favor comes from obedience and sacrifice. Daniel's story is a story of favor. He was feeling the weight and the destiny of his family, of his people, of his nation. And so he in desperation says, I will push away from the table and I'll eat no desirable food. He set aside all that was desirable for a period of three weeks for 21 days. And he said, for 21 days, for three full weeks, I'm going to seek the Lord. The Lord's response to what he did, eating vegetables, drinking water. He didn't say, what good does it do? He didn't say, I, it doesn't matter what I do physically. God's going to do what he's going to do. He said, Lord, you put me on a fast. I don't, I'm, I'm giving up pleasant food. I'm doing this unto you. I, I'm eating no desirable food. And God's response to Daniel was, oh, Daniel, one who has found to be greatly desired by me. It's a picture of unusual increase of favor. That's my story. I shouldn't be the pastor of this church. I'm certainly not qualified. If you look at my walls, you see no degrees. I am a flawed man. 
But when I was just a kid, even though I was born into a great home, my mother and father were godly people, are godly people. My mom's still alive. But at an early age, something got a hold of my heart and I realized that I can't live off daddy's relationship with God and I can't live off mom's relationship with God. I have got to find God's plan for my life. And I began as a teenager pushing away desirable food, pushing away that which was desirable First a day, and then three-day fast, and then seven-day fast, and then 21-day fast. I would drive down to the beach in North Carolina and get me a hotel as a young man and shut myself in and stay for three and four days at a time and just be in that room and read the Bible, not watch TV, and consume the Word of God. And while I while I did that somewhere, I don't know. I went on a 21 day fast and, and, and another one and God began to move in my life. And somewhere in that process, God said spiritually over me, you have become greatly desirable to me because you gave up that which is desirable. That's why I'm here today. That's why I'm preaching to you today. I'm just a country boy from North Carolina. I, I'm not qualified to be and go all over the world and do what I do and speak to people that I speak to people who, who, are, who are so powerful. But God says, when you win my favor, when you do things, there's something about you doing a physical act of obedience that brings spiritual release of favor and blessing. Look out. Miracles will come. Favor will come. Blessing will come. God will raise you up. It's less of you and more of him. And you know when you get there, to God be the glory. To God be the glory. Clap your hands and praise him if you know I'm preaching the truth today. There are times, strategic moments in your life when God comes not with a demand, but a challenge. You don't have to do it. You're not more saved if you, don't, if you fast. You're not more holy if you fast. It's a divine challenge from God. And he says at strategic moments in our life, I want a partnership with you. And what you do physically like Moses is going to release spiritual things. When you obey me, I'm convinced of that. I'm convinced of that. The physical response of Moses' raised hands was recognized by heaven. The physical response of lepers falling to their knees saying, have mercy on me, was recognized by heaven. The physical response of David dancing before the Ark of the Covenant with all of his might. Some could have said, well, if you love him in your heart, it doesn't. But the physical response of him leaping and dancing was recognized by heaven. The lifting of the hands and the sanctuary to some is unimportant. But God says, I watch what you do with physical obedience and I determine whether I release 
spiritual reward. Somebody give him a shout like you believe that my body is not my own. Therefore, present your body as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable. Listen to this. It's my reasonable service to throw my hands up, to not just know it on the inside, but manifest and enter into a partnership with God that certain seasons, if I fast physically, it impacts the unseen world spiritually. Children who are under the influence of demonic powers, what I do physically the next 21 days will affect my children and my children's children in the name of Jesus. Somebody praise God. Oh, I feel like praising him just a moment. The presence of God is coming in this room. Lift up your voice and praise him at every campus. Oh, oh God. Oh, God. Daniel said, Daniel said, <laughs> Daniel said, I set aside. <laughs> Daniel, Daniel said, I set aside food that was desirable. That's all I did. The day vegetables changed the world. I set aside food that was desirable. And I mourned for three full weeks. You don't understand that phrase if you've never done it. Mourn means I was not in a hyped, positive mental attitude. You really start fasting. You, you fast effectively enough that you feel it. I'm not talking about you eating something all the time trying to keep full. But when you got, you got to learn how to fast your, for you. I, I can tell you how to fast, but you have to work out your own thing. But you know when you're feeling it. You know when, you, you know when the flesh is being beat down. You know when you're connecting to God and disconnecting from the world. You know when God is doing something. You sense it. That's when the fast is working. If you don't feel it, if it doesn't move you, it won't move God. He said, Daniel, man greatly beloved, understands the words that I speak to you. Stand upright, for I have been sent to you. Do not fear, Daniel. Listen, from the first day you set your heart to understand and humble yourself before God, your words were heard. And I have come because of your words. I, I was reading a book this week in my office that a man wrote. And he said God put him on a, uh, he's a pastor. And he said God put him on a three-day fast, physical fast to fast food. But then he said God added one thing to it. He said you have become extremely negative. He was going through a lot of stuff in his church and in his life. And he said, you have, God said to him, you are a, you have become extremely negative the way you talk and what you say and what you speak. And I want you to fast your words for three days. Don't say a word for three days while you fast. He said he went off somewhere and shut himself away for three days. He didn't, he didn't, he didn't eat and he didn't speak. He wouldn't answer the phone or nothing. No words. He fasted words. So that God would cleanse his tongue of negativism. 
And he said, God is my witness. He's a spirit filled minister. And some of you will have trouble with this, but I don't. He said, when I opened my mouth to say something after three days of saying nothing, I started praying in a heavenly language. And then I started speaking words of praise and tears were streaming down my face. And he said, God turned my tongue from bitter to sweet. <laughs> Glory to God. <laughs> Don't we need that? I have come because of your words. Listen now, the angel's talking. But the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me 21 days. There was a principality over Persia, which is Iran, and this strong demon power withstood me, the angel said, for 21 days. But because you kept fasting and praying, Michael, one of the chief princes, Michael, came to help me. There are three major angels, Gabriel, Michael, and Lucifer. Lucifer failed. Gabriel brings messages, but Michael is the warring angel, and he was sent as reinforcements to break through the enemy's resistance. It doesn't get any more graphic than this. We're seeing into the unseen spirit world. When you persist in fasting and prayer, the prayers that have been held up break through. Listen, God likes using everything he made. He loves partnership. He likes to co-labor with his creation. If he wanted the gospel preached, he could just come down on a cloud and do it, but he wants to use you and I. If, if, he, if he wanted to just show up, he would, but usually he shows up on, 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 on and presence of angels are there because they were created for a specific purpose. Wonder how many times we've had answers sent the first time we prayed, but they never actually made it to us. This story implies it is totally possible that the answer has been sent and stopped and held up. And sometimes God says, I'm waiting on you to do something physically that will release the power spiritually. Now, let me explain something to you. There is no battle between God and Satan. God, God's not warring with the devil. God said, if I by the finger of God cast Satan out, all God's got to do is flip his finger. He, he gave the devil a, the, the finger and, and cast him out of heaven. There's not like this big battle. There is no war between God and Satan. But listen, everything was created for a purpose. There is a war between the angelic forces and demonic forces, and you and I get to vote who wins. That's what this story teaches, that there are angels and demons that are battling, and angels have the answer to prayer, and they're battling, and you and I, what we do physically can release spiritual power to those angels. We vote in the battle of the heavenlies. Now let me close with this thought. In that story in Mark chapter 17, when the disciples said, why could we not cast this devil out? 
Jesus gave two reasons. He said, you have unbelief and you are a perverse generation. In other words, he was saying to his own disciples, because that's who asked him. Number one, if you have unbelief, you have, you have disconnected from God. You have disconnected from the word. You have disconnected from praise and worship. You have disconnected from church. You have disconnected from my presence. You have disconnected from hungering for me. And when you disconnect from God, unbelief begins to take over. You're not faith-filled. Unbelief begins to take over your life. Fear, anxiety, hopelessness, despair. And he said, first of all, your unbelief, you're disconnected from God. Now watch this. And you're perverse. It comes from the word pervert. In other words, he's saying, you, you're not connected to God. And on top of that, you're too connected to the world. You're connected to the lust of the flesh, the, the pride of life, the lust of the eyes. You, you, you're, you're picking up stuff that I set you free from. You're compromising. You're just like the world. You're, you're not connected to God. You're too connected to the world. He gives the problem and then he turns around and says, but let me give you the solution. You want to know why you couldn't cast this devil out? You're not connected to God, unbelief. You're too connected to, to the world, perverse. But let me tell you how you fix that. This kind comes by fasting and prayer. What is prayer? Prayer is connecting to God, connecting back to God. Fasting is disconnecting from the world, disconnecting from the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life. I don't care who you are. I constantly, I am your pastor. I am your preacher. I do this full time and I constantly have to go back and align myself and say, God help me because I'm disconnecting from you and I'm connecting to the world. And that's why I love this season when we get real, when we get honest, when we get to this place where we feel like we're disconnected from God, we're too connected to the world. In comes fasting and it disconnects us from the world and in comes prayer. It reconnects us to God and suddenly we have dominion and power over the enemy and a fresh anointing and we obtain the favor of God again on our lives. Somebody give him a great shout of praise. Don't you want that in 2018? I said, Lord, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? And the Lord said to me in my spirit, he said, I'm going to, I'm going to increase favor on your life, on the church, on the ministry. I'm going to disconnect you from the things of the world, habits, addictions, bondages, compromises, besetting sins, I'm going to disconnect you during this fast. I'm going to reconnect you to prayer, the word, Bible reading, fasting, seeking me, loving me, worshiping me. And you're going to return in the power of the spirit and nothing will be impossible to you. Nothing. Say this, if I give up desirable food, 
I'll become very desirable to God the next 21 days. That's not a boastful statement. That's not an arrogant statement. But the fact that God can say over me, and all he did was gave up meat and bread and sugar and ate vegetables. And God said, oh, Daniel, you are greatly desirable to me because you're doing something physical that brings spiritual release in heaven. Stand to your feet and lift your hands high. Come on, just like Moses, I'm giving you a command. You're hearing it. Don't despise it. Don't say, what difference does it make? It makes a difference because God said, do it. Raise your hands high. Open up your mouth. And out loud for the next 30 seconds, I want you to lift your voice to God and cry out to him and say, God, I'm coming after you, less of me and more of you. I must decrease, you must increase these next 21 days. It's the minus sign of me, it's the plus sign of you. I'm ready to surrender myself, my family, my business, my future, my relationships completely to you again. I want to disconnect from the world, from social media, from this, from that, from all these distractions, from all the clutter, from the besetting sins, from the habits, from the secret sins. I disconnect and I reconnect to you because you love me and I know your love is for me, but I want to increase your favor for me. I want to become very desirable to you the next 21 days. Come on, raise those hands high on behalf of your family. Every battle going on, every circumstance, every situation, raise those hands high over your family, over your loved ones, over your, over your financial situation, over your health. Raise those hands high and say, God, watch my physical posture. Watch what I do with my physical body the next 21 days. And if I obey you in my physical, in my physical demonstration of sincerity, I ask you to release something spiritually that will win the victory for me and my family. He'll do it. He'll do it. He'll do it. Now, every head bowed and every eye closed. See, the Lord strongly prompted me this morning before I got to church and he, he said him, the way he talks to me, I don't hear an audible voice, but I know he said, now don't you, don't you just talk about fact. There will be many who will want to be saved this morning. And the Lord told me to say it to you like this. If you will do a physical act of obedience, it will release spiritual blessing of grace, forgiveness, and mercy. What did Moses do? He raised his hand. What am I asking you to do if you're a backslider, if you're lost, if you're addicted, if you're, if you're tired of the life you've lived, if you, if you can't go another year living like you've been living and you're sick of it and you're ready for a change, you're ready, you are disconnected from God and too connected to the world and too connected to sin and you want to disconnect from sin and reconnect to God. If I'm preaching to you right now and you know it, all I'm going to ask you to do is a physical act what God told Moses to do. If you know you're not right with God and you want to get right with God, right where you're standing, at every campus, in the overflow, wherever you are, I want you, if you know I'm preaching to you and it's time for you to get reconnected to God, 
I want you to raise your hand high. I want to see it. Raise it high. I'm not where I ought to be with God, and I want to get right with God. I want to get right with God today. Everybody at every campus, say these words, Lord Jesus. It's a new year, and I'm ready for the change. I come with a physical response. I walk down this aisle. I lift up my hands, and I surrender my life completely to you, Jesus. Cleanse me. Release forgiveness and grace, favor and goodness on my life again. I receive a washing, a cleansing. Disconnect me from the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life. Disconnect me from the wrong people and every ungodly addiction. Disconnect me and now reconnect me by your grace, by your blood. Reconnect me back to God, back to his favor, back to his goodness. I receive it right now in the name of Jesus Christ. Oh, we need to lift up a shout. We need to lift up a shout. We need to lift up a shout. I really want to say thank you for joining us this week. If you haven't already, make sure you click on the subscription button and leave us a review. It helps this podcast reach even more people when you comment, when you give us your feedback. For more messages and inspirational materials, download the Jensen Franklin app, or you can head over to jensenfranklin.org. I want to thank all of you who give generously to help us produce weekly content like this to reach the world with the message of Jesus. God bless you, and we'll see you next time.